Hi, welcome to The Visitation here on St. Gabriel Radio. I'm Mary Beth Eberhard, and I am here with my very good friend, Lisa Iglesias. Hey, Mary Beth. Hey, lady. How are you? Doing great. What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about... Did you know I wanted to talk? I want to talk about the um, Eucharistic Revival. I know that sounds like I want to talk about what, but I want to talk about the Eucharist in the family. I was reading an article the other day about um, the call for a revival within the church by our the, the U.S. bishops for the Eucharist, for a love of Jesus, for a recognition of his holy presence. And I wanted to ask you, with all of your wisdom, um, I love saying it, it doesn't mean that you're old, it just means that you're like five or six years down the road farther than me. I see you rolling your eyes. But what I mean is, with all of your wisdom, how have you brought that love of the Lord to your family? Because you do have that. You have a spirit, like your family has a zest for the Lord. And when I think of a Eucharistic revival, um, of course, I bring it to the family, right? Because that's my domestic church. That's our domestic church. But I think of like... um, setting the hearts of my family on fire for the Lord. Mm. And your family it has has that love and but you didn't always. Well, um so Eucharistic revival makes me think of um thank you. First of all, you're kind, but again, in the spirit of um being <laughs> honest and vulnerable, Please. there are um Yes, take that beautiful picture you just painted and, and take all of Bob Ross's beautiful um, accidents and there you go. That's a lot of the ways we've stumbled trip through family and faith stuff. But um, as far as Eucharistic revival in, um, in, in, in our world, in the church, in our families, um, I mean, I think there are certain things, certain charisms the Lord has put into each of us and praise God for my husband and for myself, that has been been there always mm. um we as far back as i can remember um you know well i guess when we we're you know that high school time or whatever when i think about like our relationship friendship and stuff way before dating mm-hmm. um our parish had 24 7 adoration and so you'd see teenagers in there at two in the morning um having a good day having a bad day in their prom dresses you know and there to stop in to say hi to Jesus on the way home. And it was very much part of our parish's culture. Yeah, it was astonishing. I, it was new to me being in, uh, you know, military kid and going all over different air bases and stuff. I don't remember like Eucharistic adoration necessarily, but there it was like just part of life. And it was astonishing, as we all know, anytime there in front of Jesus present there you know on in the eucharist is just uh it just time stops and you can allow him to love you and not allow did i say that right yeah i mean yeah we have to like humble ourselves to receive his love okay Mm -hmm. so but in our family um you know (laughs) is it modeling if you just um say get your shoes on it's time to go to adoration (laughs) i mean like not necessarily much of um uh um, overt attempt to, you know, necessarily um, educate them about, you know, this is Jesus, but um, 
and we're going to adoration, time for play, prayer, but just like, um, I guess it's modeling. I don't know. But okay, so we're going to go and we go and we go to adoration. But I would think for us, as far as like the whole concept of like Jesus being alive and like real time and not just in scripture and not just a good man, um, has been trying to remember, again, to take my eyes off of myself, off ourselves and and invoke his name throughout the day. And, and a lot of times it's reminding them who they are. Like in the simple way with the with the the kid having a really hard month, you know, a really mm-hmm. tough six months longer, whatever. Um, you are so good, and you know that that the Lord made you so good. These are the things that I see are massive gifts, and the way you bless me and you teach me, and that's not just didn't just happen. It's because God loves you so much and. And Jesus, you know, and, and just keeping that in the language. So sure, praying, uh, you know, prayer over meals, that's beautiful, you know, prayer, it's nice. Um, but you can even add in there more. I think, you know, we talk about the real presence and mm. we talk about adoration. You know, when I think of Eucharistic revival, I think of like, okay, I got to get my kids to adoration, but I think there's more. Mm. I think that um, we talk about the real presence and we want to take that real presence of the Lord made visible in the Eucharist, right? And we want to bring him fully into our homes. So visible, so aware that um, our children, our family can't help but notice his presence within our home. And how do we do that, right? I think we do it by, like you said, calling upon, excuse me, calling upon his name, um, making uh, recognition of him. You know, that moment that you just had where you kept your patience, it was Jesus right there. Let's mm. thank him. Thank you, Jesus. Move on. Move right. On. We don't need a big, huge um, something, but it's just a like, whew. and then modeling it ourselves when we ourselves, um, you know, stay true to who we're, you know, we're like we keep our cool. You see a theme here in my home. Um, but or when, um, gosh, you come out and the dishes are done and you're like, Lord, thank you for husband who did these dishes this morning i'm just so grateful um because it's the lord who gave right Mm. and that awareness needs to be cultivated and i think we can do that even um you know for our listeners who have young ones that um i remember holding um gosh samuel who's you know now in his 20s um and during the consecration being like yep there's jesus let's look Mm -hmm. there's jesus right um and um pointing out the, um, the presence of the Lord right there during mass, right? Um, having a, um, we have our sacramentals, right? And I think that those are important. We can, um, there's a tangible when your kids are young that, um, you know, I would have, um, Peter would carry around his little Franciscan wooden cross and he would be like, it's my Jesus. And I, <laughs> I mean, that, Jesus cross is on my prayer table now, my, our, our altar in our home and has teeth marks in it. It's, and I feel, I used to feel bad being like, gosh, (laughs) my gosh, like we look awful that, you know, my son is, you know, gnawing on the face of Jesus, but Jesus went, went with him wherever he went. Like, you know, it was drooled upon. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is holy. Mm -hmm. This is good. And so taking that, you know, even farther where you have your, um, you have your kids who are, late elementary and middle school and you you just want to 
like you said, you, you just get, you're in the trenches. You have to do, you have to bring them and, um, and you have to model, you have to live a life where you are so fully aware of his presence that you share it with them. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking about, um, uh, what you're saying, you know, like that, that idea of like bringing them along, bringing them along. Um, and two things came to mind. I, I, uh, we used to have our ad- family adoration hour was 7 p.m. on Fridays, which at first I was like, oh, on Friday, that's our, my day. That's the beginning of my weekend. That's like, you know, and, um, but it just was the right time. And, and it was actually good that it was, um, not an, an inconvenient time, but it, it ended up being the our favorite time of the whole week. Mm. We started calling it happy hour because it, started kind of, it was it was just so amazing. And, um, you know, our son, Justin, and sharing his music was a huge part of that. And it blessed us. It blessed um, uh, many people. But I remember the very next hour, the eight o'clock, so we'd clear out. But a few minutes before eight, <clears throat> our friend Amanda would walk in. And for a long time, Amanda came in solo. And then Amanda came in with uh, her baby in her car seat. <clears throat> and then Amanda came in with her teenager and baby was home. And I started noticing he kept coming with mom. And so for a little bit, I was like, um, that's nice. He probably just was like, you know, I'll, I'll go with mom, you know, like, but you saw it was different. It wasn't, he was choosing to go. And, um, and I've often thought about, you know, all the years that I saw her come, you know, solo I mean, her family was coming at different times, but that worked out for her. Um, was she praying, you know, for her family? Was she praying for her kids to mm-hmm. embrace? And then here I was watching this uh, young man so um, so humbly, so boldly coming on a Friday night, 8 o'clock, to adoration for an hour. I, I just think that's, again, like that's, that's the power. And for me in my life, um, it has um, been shown to me through my the way my adult kids are raising their little kids um and 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 to just move a little bit away from like the actual adoration time you know the um and i hope this is and i pray this is and i think we are seeing it a lot of ways happening in these young adult families right now right now in 2023 and they're raising up these kids and they're saying all of these words to them so that um, when if someone someone falls down, someone is sad because they didn't get the last three strawberries. Something's going on, and my grandkids—they're only five, four, and almost three, <laughs> and baby. But they mm-hmm. will say to each other, "Oh," and touch the other, touch their sibling, and Jesus, please heal, please heal them, please make that tummy feel better please let him know that he's so special. And like you said, move on. Now they're back in the sand and they're playing whatever. And I'm just st- sitting there with my mouth on the floor. Like, did I just see that happen? Hmm. Because they're not embarrassed to do that. I think we're embarrassed, whether it's that <clears throat> we might sound too Catholic. I'm so sick of that. It's been in my brain too. Right. I've done things because I don't want to look too Catholic. What does that even mean? That's horrible. That's like looking at the face of Jesus and just, I don't even, I but it's turning away from him. And so if we, if we are going to be uh, honest in who he is and we believe in everything he says, 
then we need to lean into that part that, that, um, you know, last night at our parish, where there's amazing guy, he's 26, he stands up and talks about becoming Catholic. And he went on this great journey about, about faiths and things after a huge tragedy in his life in college. And he comes up with, um, he sticks with Christianity, but that Catholic thing, you know, his upbringing, uh, it was like, Catholics are nuts. In fact, maybe evil. And he has this friend. Again, back to you, I always think of invitation. This friend tells him, he's got two, there's two important things in life. One is to be, to, to know Jesus and to like love him as Savior and Lord of your life. Mm-hmm. And the second, only other important thing is to be Catholic. And it stuck with this kid. And in, in he gets, they get, end up becoming Catholic, you know, his fiance and him and married in the Catholic church. And this guy is on fire. Because he, you look at him and you're like, you, dude, you look like any dude who's walking around OSU campus or um, anywhere. Like, he's, he's, you know, cool as all get out. And that's still cool to be Catholic, you know? I mean, I know that sounds kind of corny, but like, that is the, that's what we're talking about. Like, not necessarily like, hey, come to the thing on this date and, and we're going to have a lovely procession. I'm not knocking that. We're, we're, we're going to have a lovely time. We're going to have um, this, this event where we're going to like re, re, re-understand about who Jesus is in present in the Eucharist. That's awesome. But that we 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 honestly um, desperately cry out that God makes it so real for us, and that we would not allow um, ourselves to be embarrassed of Him. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness, it's even hard to say because I've been guilty of that, you know, before. So, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think that the Lord wants us to. Mm. He wants us to witness. He wants us to. He wants us to delight in him. Um, I remember a time I took my kids to you know those water parks that have like the the fountains that come oh, out of the ground. Oh, right? They're so great. One, you don't have to worry about your kid drowning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, um, and you can just sit on the bench, or you can run so through with good. them, and they have a delight, and you know it's great. Um, and we actually had um, a young. Um, one of our aides, and she was just super amazing. Um, do you remember her, Becca? Um, she she was just so holy. She would pray the rosary with our kids. like She yeah. was a godsend. Um, but we were driving back, and the kids are all in their bathing suits. Their hair is like, you know, must their their faces have like um, popsicle juice Absolutely. sticking down. Right? Oh, I love and, those um, times. And it's late. The sun's going down, and she's and she. I hear her whisper to the back of the car. She's like, I'll give you each a dollar if we can stop to see Jesus. And I'm driving and I'm like, there's no way that they're going to go for this. Like, I'm like, good, good shot, kid. And, um, and they're like, you hear them like, oh, a dollar? I mean, like, that's like eight bucks. I mean, I and, um, and they're like, okay, yeah. So um, she's like, can you stop at the chapel? I'm like, yep, I'll stop at the chapel. So imagine if we talk about being like, um, vulnerable, right? My kids are tracking into the chapel with their wet towels. They're like dripping, right? And, um, and um, I think Chip Stalter um, was in the chapel. Thank you, Jesus, because he's just this generous, <laughs> oh, yes. kind, loving man, right? And so God put the right person in, into there, and he just smiled. And um, and they 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 just, like, relaxed. Um, they were so full of joy that they could see, like, they didn't have to dress up to see Jesus. Like, they could encounter him mm-hmm. in their 
their realness. Like, Absolutely. Like they just, just in their joy, their fun. Um, and I think that, you know, I think that's where their spirit is speaking to me right now, um, is that we need to allow them to see Jesus, um, the joy of encountering him. You've been listening to The Visitation on AM820, St. Gabriel Radio. This is Mary Beth Eberhard here with Lisa Iglesias. And Lisa, we were just talking about the joy of encountering Jesus, teaching our children that joy. And I think that there's something to that. I think that, you know, there's the dress up, get ready for mass. Let's go see Jesus, right? Let's have our moment with him. But there's also the like, let's just let's go see him in our everyday. Let's stop by. There's an old adage where it's like, would you walk by a friend and not say hello? Oh, yes. My friend in my, I have a friend in Miami. Um, and she would say, um, if I, if I went home to Belize and I was in the country and I was in the town and I, um, went and I drove past my father's house, I wouldn't, and not stop in that that would be such a that that would be just horrible and just hateful like i just such an affront that i wouldn't stop and see my father mm. but yeah we just drive right past or actually she was actually talking about like being in the sanctuary you know like you're there for um, uh, a gathering a meeting a bible study or whatever and um not necessarily uh acknowledging that or stopping in to say hi hi lord you know i'm here um and i've been guilty of that i mean i i've i've uh, put my agenda above other you know the reality of of who he is but i'm grateful for um the example of um that our par- that our parish priests are putting forward to us they are they are showing and our deacons and such like so i uh, so so the first time i ever saw that was was up at st john newman where um there was a time that the monstrance would be processed in from the chapel into the church and it was time for mass yeah every time before mass so beautiful and the people I remember stepping in and going, why is everybody kneeling down? Why is everybody not talking? Because it's just a loud Jesus moment just, of the day. And, and it was, it was astonishing to me and it would, it would make me emotional that these people, I know to say it's silly, but these people get it, you know, like they, they understand that is the Lord. And, and so when, when I was, you know, like head knowledge, that is the Lord. And finally, you know, what helped it trickle down to my heart was to see their example of faith. And so, Little by little, you know, our Adoration Chapel was built at St. Brendan's and um, more, it was able, you know, people can go in there and pray, Jesus in the Tabernacle, and then perpetual, and then Adoration started happening. And um, with that, is a, sometimes there's a movement from church to, or sanctuary to um, the chapel, right? Mm-hmm. And a little bell gets rung, and um, it, it, it's relatively new, like that, that has been happening. But now a bell gets rung, just like a, like a being in a mass. Sometimes bells rung. Sure. Um, do people stand up. Time for mass. Um, and and so last night, but but it's an it's an announcement. Like like you know, the Lord is moving. And sometimes people are surprised. Like I'm not sure why is everybody quiet or why. Is, but last night, um, I was we were praying with folks during adoration. So I was kind of like um, finishing up with people. And I look up and I see um, you know Deacon Doug is is coming down from the altar with Jesus going to the adoration chapel. And I looked and we, and I, and I stood up and I was like, can I ring the bell? You know? And, <laughs> and he was like, you know, he just kind of nodded because he has every time he, he carries uh, the, 
Fuller that he takes um, his, um, I'm missing, I'm losing my words. I know what you mean, like his vestments. Yes, okay. and he wraps he wraps the Lord up like he's a baby, mm-hmm. and he kind of like holds him like close. Anyway, so he's coming down, so you can tell that's what he's up to. And I was, anyway, so he's come, and I didn't know there's a way to ring the bell. <laughs> <laughs> and so the little I assume there's be a little ding. Yeah, I hit that bell like it was like come for supper. <laughs> I hit that bell. I love that. And they, I did it not mean to, but to do something uh, excessive, you know, me, I like to stand her. But um, <laughs> there must have been 35 people in the, in the you know, between the, in that little entryway. Mm-hmm. Many young adult families. And they hit their knees in total silence. And they did not move until he came out of the chapel. So not even just walking in, okay, he's done, whatever, with the thing that Deacon does. No, they knew. So I have great hope. I have real hope that that knowledge that they know that that is Jesus, they already know. They didn't have to wait till their 50s like me to to truly like receive this. Um, yeah, there's hope. When you talk about ringing the bell, it... Well, you laugh, but I love, I, I envision this like childlike love, like, like, you know, Jesus is here, Jesus is coming, right? And, and, and that is how, like, Lord, Lord, move my heart in that direction where, um, that stirring, where it's that, 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 like, I can't, I can't help but love you. I can't help but, like, when, um, like, okay, let's take like a, a really good meal, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, you've got to try this. And you're like, nah, I'm good. I'm full. I'm like, no, I'm serious. This is so good. This, like, this is worth it. It's worth the calories, right? And, um, and so that's the, that's the excitement. That's the joy. That's the zest that we have to have for the Lord so that others, um, and right now within our family, they have to, they have to see us, mm-hmm. Right. When we are, it's easy to grow complacent. Um, like, yep, I've gotten my kids. My kids have gone through the sacraments. Like, I'm good. We go to church on Sunday. And I get it because, um, you know, we have, um, there are outside things that have that we get involved in. You know, I get it. We get busy. But fundamentally, our life is happiest. I know mine is. Mm-hmm. My family is more joyful. We feel more on mission. We are all in sync when we are living that joy, when we are on mission, when mm. Christ is fully, um, when we all turn to him, we, you know, I'm getting my kids to confession. Um, that's a priority, right? Um, because when um, when the slate is clean, it's easier to begin again. Yeah, true. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm making, I'm making the Lord the center and the priority. And, um, and I'm doing it joyfully, like, no, man, we're going to go to confession, all of us. And, you know, get there like, uh, but then I'm like, and then we're going to go get some ice cream, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to go get ice cream because we're going to celebrate this, mm-hmm. right? Um, why do we have donuts after mass? Um, we do because we want to have fellowship, but I tell my kids celebrating, right? We're celebrating with Jesus mm-hmm. and, um, and to turn everything toward him. Everything is a gift. Everything we have, who we are, this love that we share is him. And that's the revival that we need to bring to our family. Mm. That's the, um, the excitement, the energy. Like, 
he, you know, you see images of the, the, the halo, right, of, of, around Jesus. And, the, um, and and it's that, like, I see it as, like, this just this, like, this ball of fire that is just, like, wants to just, mm-hmm. you know, just, I, I have my arms kind of, like, extending, being, like, just wants to, like, bust out. And that, I want that for our, our families. And I think that's what the bishops are calling us to. Mm, and I think, um, I think if... This sounds all really nice, but when you go to adoration or um, or just you're in a quiet church mm. and Jesus is there, um, prisoner of the tabernacle. Who said that? I can't remember. I think I've asked you before. <laughs> but he's there in the tabernacle and um, for us to be able to get close to the divine. Um, and you feel nothing. And you feel, mm. um, uh, actually, maybe you feel worse because you feel nothing <laughs> and all this zeal it sounds lovely but um the the reality is that like there's not a quote feeling that you have um so we just have to in real time pray about those exact things god i hear there's zeal in the love of of being with you in the, these moments of prayer i don't feel it is that okay mm, um so um, good. what what could you can, can you just teach me more or and 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 then expose yourself to true good and beautiful things you know the catechism is all about love and how much god loves us i used to think the catechism was all about the rules to not break so you don't go to hell but it's actually a, this this explanation of how much god loves us through all these different facets of the church but i um i think we should not uh discount ourselves because truly, you can be a cradle Catholic. You can be a convert this last Easter. Congratulations. Welcome to the Catholic Church. Amen. Um, and still wonder about this and other parts, but this is it. This is it. This is this is the crux. So when we can meet him, you know, here in this Eucharistic revival, and pray for it, too. Pray for that other people Isn't who've never there, heard. Could there's hear. a saint, I think it might be St. Augustine. I'm not sure, but I think it is. Um, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Mm, I and, love that prayer. And I think that, that when we come in those moments um, before the Lord, that's the prayer that we can humbly say. Again, I'm 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 big on the like who well, it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, just the, the quick prayers, yeah. right? And and so, you know, Lord, we believe, help our unbelief mm-hmm. and um, help us bring you, Lord, to our families in the fullness, in the joy. Um, in the sorrowful moments, in the desolate moments, um, let us turn to you. Let us teach our families. Let us model to our families how to turn to you, Lord. And we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your presence in our life. We thank you for your steadfast friendship. And we thank you for the joy of walking with you. And so we thank I thank you for taking time to be with me today, Lisa, here oh, thank on you so the much. front porch of the visitation. And I look forward to chatting with you next time, friend. We love you guys. Bye.